0: and welcome to thank you for toilet paper a history of the little things a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them i'm your host elizabeth miller thank you so much for joining me today let's get going it is fall which to my mind and in my neck of the woods means that it is time for crisp mornings and colorful, crunchy leaves, apple cider, cooler weather, rain clouds, and a lot more flannel than I usually wear, but I personally love flannel, so I'm all about that. It means boots, it means cozy time with friends, family, a good book, or a good movie. It also means pumpkins, pumpkin pie, or pumpkin-flavored cookies, or bread. One of my favorites. As Halloween approaches, there's also the tradition of carving pumpkins. I'm not much of an artist when it comes to pumpkin carving, but my family members have been known to make some fun faces, some good jokes. There was one time my brother had an enormous pumpkin and did a very, very tiny face of like two dots in a line, and that was his pumpkin. We thought it was very funny. It was great. And this year we had some marvelous neighbors who gave us some pumpkins for free, so looking forward to that, and maybe I'll try and... I don't know, improve my skills. I don't know, stencils. People do a lot with stencils. Maybe I'll do stencils. There's hope. Although I've got to say it never ceases to amaze me how carved pumpkins can look so charming or fun or I guess frightening even, right up until Halloween. And then literally the day after they suddenly die. And look, well, a bit sad. Or maybe that's just ours. Maybe our pumpkins like are done. They call it quits right after Halloween. Either way, with the fall weather finally here, to a point that we've even gotten a bit of snow already on our mountaintops, it only seems appropriate to give pumpkins a little bit of love. Pumpkins are native to North America, including Mexico, and are one of the oldest domesticated plants in the world. Humans have used and cultivated pumpkins since between 7,500 to 5,000 BCE. This predates the domestication of corn and beans. The word pumpkin comes from a Greek word that means melon. Another word for pumpkin is a Massachusetts word that was most likely a variation on the Wampanoag word for pumpkin. They were called popukun. I don't know all my pronunciation there. I had trouble looking up how to pronounce that. But this word is from the Wampanoag people and it means grows forth round. The Wampanoag people were the ones who introduced the pilgrims to the pumpkin. In the UK and North America, pumpkin typically refers only to the orange variety of squash as pumpkins, while in Australia and New Zealand, pumpkin is used to refer to all winter squash. Pumpkins originated from Mexico and the southern parts of the United States. The evidence that we have of pumpkins from around 7,500 to 5,000 BCE that I mentioned earlier, that evidence comes from fragments found in Mexico. Pumpkins are actually a type of botanical berry called pepo. Pumpkins are orange due to a number of different pigments that are pro-vitamin A. Pumpkin is a great source for pro-vitamin A, beta-carotene, and vitamin A. There's also some vitamin C, but not a ton. You can grow pumpkins on nearly every continent in the world. The only exception is Antarctica. If you combine China and India's production of pumpkins, they supply half of the world's pumpkin needs. Pumpkins are one of the largest, most popular crops in the United States, with the 2017 crop bringing in over 680 million kilograms of pumpkin. Pumpkins are used for food, decoration, and feed. An Illinois farmer by the name of Sarah Fay sells about 5 million pumpkins each year. She is nicknamed the Pumpkin Queen of America. Pumpkins are usually planted in July because they are a warm-weather crop. In the United States, most of the pumpkins are produced in Illinois, California, Indiana, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. In 2009, a fall with very little rain in Illinois and a smaller crop from the year before in 2008 resulted in a pumpkin shortage that year for Thanksgiving. Another shortage occurred in 2015, although this was a less serious shortage. Most of the fertilizing of the pumpkin has been aided by pollination by the squash bee. However, the squash bee has been dying out due to pesticides. Pumpkin pollen is fairly large and better suited to the squash bee and the eastern bumblebee. If there are not enough bees around, gardeners will have to hand-pollinate their pumpkins. Otherwise, they just don't grow to their full size. When pumpkins are commercialized, however, these crops are typically pollinated with hives of bees, which allows the bees to also produce pumpkin honey. When it comes to eating pumpkins, just about everything in pumpkins is edible, from the shell, to the seeds, to the leaves and the flowers. Pumpkin is an important part of Halloween and Thanksgiving in the United States and Canada. Pumpkin seeds, roasted, are a popular snack in the US, China, Mexico, Canada, and Europe. In the Middle East, pumpkin is used for sweet foods and one particular dish called halwa yakten. I'm sorry about my pronunciation there. Tried looking it up, I couldn't find much help. In India, pumpkin is used in kadu ka halwa. Again, working on my pronunciation, so sorry. This dish is made with butter, sugar, and spices. Pumpkin leaves are also used in Chinese, Korean, and Kenyan cuisine. Pumpkin seed oil is also a popular addition to many different foods. In the U.S. and Canada, one of the most popular ways to eat pumpkin is, of course, pumpkin pie. One of the first American recipes, including pumpkins, was recorded in the 1670s and included diced pumpkin. Pumpkin has also been used as a medicinal remedy by Native Americans to treat worms and urinary problems. This treatment was adopted by American doctors in the early 19th century, also to treat worms. In Germany and the southeastern parts of Europe, pumpkin was also used as a folk remedy to treat bladder and prostate problems. In China, pumpkin seeds were also used in treating worms and snail fever. Pumpkin seeds and areca nuts were particularly effective in treating worms. Okay, that's enough talk about worms for the moment. Let's, we'll move on. Let's talk about pumpkins and culture. Pumpkins are a huge part of Halloween celebrations, particularly the carving of pumpkins for jack-o'-lanterns. Pumpkin carving replaced turnip carvings and other carvings used to ward off evil spirits during All Hallows' Eve. Traditionally, in Britain and Ireland, people would carve lanterns using turnips, swede, and mängelwurzel. The nickname jack-o'-lantern comes from the Irish tale of Stingy Jack. The tale goes that Jack was a rather vile drunk who was known for his lies and manipulations. One night, the devil heard of the tales about Jack and went to meet him. In the story, Jack asks for one last night of drinking before he leaves this life, and the devil agrees. But Jack has no money to pay for his drinks at the end. He asks the devil to turn into a silver coin to pay for the drinks and then just change back afterward. The devil does so, but Jack puts him, still in coin shape, into his pocket next to a crucifix. The crucifix keeps the devil from changing back. In order to change back, the devil makes a deal, allowing Jack to live another 10 years. Other stories have Jack tricking the devil a few more times. In the end, however, unfortunately for Jack, he died early. He wasn't allowed into heaven, and he also couldn't enter hell, because it hadn't been 10 years yet, and he had made that deal with the devil. Jack was forced to wander around between earth and hell. Before he left hell, he received an ember and a turnip lantern to light his way as he made his wanderings. The carved turnips, and now pumpkins, were meant to scare Jack away, so the story goes. It wasn't until 1866 that jack-o'-lanterns became associated with Halloween. Prior to the stories, however, carved pumpkins were already a part of the festivities of celebrating the harvest season. As far as record-holding pumpkins go, the heaviest pumpkin weighed in at 1,190.5 kilograms, or 2,624.6 pounds. This pumpkin was grown in Belgium in 2016. Another famous use for pumpkins in food involves the somewhat infamous pumpkin spice latte, a drink that divides into either hating it or loving it. This drink was introduced by Starbucks in 2003. If you don't want the fun to stop with pumpkin carving, there are a few other ways to have fun with pumpkins. For example, an old roommate of mine used to have a pumpkin gut fight with friends and family in the neighborhood after they were finished carving. they take out all the guts and the seeds and just chuck them at each other. Sounds like fun! Another activity you could do is called pumpkin chunking. This is a competition in which competitors build contraptions, catapults, trebuchets, air cannons, and more to launch a pumpkin as far as possible. Some competitors even grow their own pumpkins, creating a breed that can survive the throw and the impact. So whether you prefer to use your pumpkins for home decor, for carving traditions, good food, or simply chucking them into the air, hopefully you have some good memories with pumpkins. I know I do, and I love them. And it seems that humanity has as well for thousands of years. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care. (laughs) Okay. <laughs>